On this episode of Trading Camp, we interview TSDR Trades. He talks about the subtle changes in the market since we had him on a year ago, what it takes to make it in this difficult trading environment, and the importance of putting process over profits. Trading Camp has partnered with Elite Trader Funding, a proprietary trading firm focused on giving traders the opportunity to profit from the markets without risking their own capital. ETF offers a range of evaluations which tests your abilities as a trader. When you pass, you'll be able to choose from funded accounts ranging from $10,000 to $300,000. The only risk is a monthly flat fee. The ETF community provides an excellent learning environment and networking opportunities for those serious about taking their game to the next level. We are excited to offer our listeners 40% off of any trading evaluation on ETF site except for Fast Track. Use code TCP40, that's TCPFORTY, and follow the link in the show notes or simply head over to EliteTraderFunding.com to start your journey as a funded trader today. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Scooter, the next generation of trading tools that will replace everything you know about trading. Built by engineers for the retail trader, Rocket Scooter's revolutionary algorithm is the first of its kind. It uncovers institutional positions and reveals market maker risk and hedging in real time using their AI scanner and algorithmic charting. Rocket Scooter has invented 15 unique indicators that predict high volume before it happens, allowing you to visualize price levels where big money is most interested. There's nothing like it. To see how Rocket Scooter is changing the game for retail traders, check out their three-month pro trial. Right now, they are offering three months of Rocket Scooter Pro for only $35 a month, knocked down from the original price of $179 a month. Take advantage of this monster deal by heading over to the link in the show notes and get started using Rocket Scooter today. This episode is brought to you by Kane Capital, a trading community over 25,000 strong featuring live trading alerts and educational content. Link in the notes to join for free today. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheel of dealing. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TCP Ready to Go, episode 69, about to get underway with TSDR Trading, who we had on in the early 20s, I believe. It has been a minute, almost a full year since we had TSDR on the podcast. Excited to get to converse with him, quite honestly. We got a lot of catching up to do. No, what's going on? Alejandro, it's good. Um, TSDR was one of my favorite episodes that we did, um, primarily because I think that his story is so relatable to a lot of traders that we interact with in the Discord and on Twitter and um, just everywhere else. He's, you know, he's got like that that regular guy feel about him who just really fell in love with the markets and was going to do whatever it took to figure it out. And I think that there's some of that in all of us um, who want to be successful retail traders. And so I'm excited to have him back on and get to pick his brain today. Man, TSDR, I, I'm going to bring you bring you in here. I apologize for my co-host, Noah, who who's saying you've got a regular guy feel. 
You're not a regular guy. I just picked the kids up at daycare in the minivan. There you go. Look at that. Like that was spot on, Alejandro. Don't worry about me, man. I I, no, I get no. a good read on our. On our I know exactly. It's just funny. It's just funny. But I know exactly what you're saying. So a lot of people on Fintwit, it's like this persona of um, I don't know, like being like elite or like super wealthy or they they have something special and again this isn't coming across i hope this doesn't come across the wrong way but you are a trader that noah and i as he's saying were inspired by because you're just out here fucking doing it you're just doing it and you know you're making it happen and it's awesome to see guys like you being successful no yeah that's you know that's something that i i i really try to embody is is that I, I don't, I always talk about, it's not Lambos and babes. Like it's, it's long nights and lots of charts. Like it's, um, you know, it's, it's quick meals in between. It's not doing a lot of things that, you know, a lot of other people your age might be doing. Um, I mean, I'm 29. So you know, my partying days are over. Um, got my fourth kid coming here in about six weeks. Congratulations. Um, wow. Man. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, at this, after like the second or third, it's like, oh, okay, again. Isn't Mo twenty nine? Mo, who we trade with, is twenty nine. I guess that's the age you start. You yeah, just start Mo pumping them out as well. Yeah, Mo's twenty nine. He's got a kid coming in a couple months as well. <laughs> is that is that what happens? Yeah. Um, no, I, I I talk about that all the time. So many people in in you know this community were um, kind of drawn in by some of the flashy games and. Um, you know, the cars, watches, you know, whatever, um, trying to make a quick buck. And to be quite honest, they're all going to lose a bunch of money. If that's the way that you come in to the market and that's the way you participate every single day, you're going to just end up losing a lot of money. Um, and you know, those, those watches are going to turn into an extra shift. Um, the people that come in with the, the humble attitude of I want to learn something. It's I know very little and I'm an open slate. Um, those are the kind of people that I see have success day in and day out, that have growth day in and day out, that get 1% better, that make 150 bucks on Monday, lose 20 bucks on Tuesday, make another 200 on Wednesday. Those are the people that, that end up making it. The people that have five, 600% gains on SPY 405 calls that expire today, from you know four cents to twelve cents is what it is. Yeah, I love what you said about like getting that incremental, just like wanting to get better every day, and and the key part really wanting to learn because it seems like that is something that, and we talked about this a while ago, but like that's something that obviously is never going to leave. If you're in this game for the long run, you there's never a point where it's like, oh, I've got it figured out. It's constantly learning, constantly getting better, and I think that you know, that's something that you preach. And that's something that we try and preach as well is look like it doesn't really matter how good you are. It doesn't matter, you know, where you are in your trading journey. There's always something to learn. There's always going to be something new that you can learn. Um, and even if it's not like completely changing your strategy, which, you know, for most people, it's not going to be that for most people, it's just going to be small incremental tweaks here and there. And then over time, those are going to accumulate up into what eventually will become your edge in the market. So I, I couldn't agree anymore. One, one quick thing to add, to add on to that. Um, I think a lot of that learning and, and growth doesn't come from new things. It doesn't come from expanding. Uh, in fact, I think the exact opposite. Some, that, that it comes from specializing and focusing on 
on the most simple and basic form of a strategy of a setup of a um, you know sector area of the market product of the market and and looking for the same same thing over and over again. Once you find something, uh, and, we, and everyone's had winning trades, even traders who are unprofitable or you know, are profitable, um, they, they have winning trades. The goal of that isn't to say, okay, I'm really good at doing this. Now let's go see what else I'm good at. No, the goal of it is to find more of this that I'm good at, as much of this as I can find, and then scale it, right? Slowly scale it. Um, and and, and I, I think that's incredibly impactful for people who can specialize on one thing. Alejandro, our, our last DM, I went looking back uh, when we were talking this morning uh, about how, how awesome and excited I was for you when, um, you know, you were blow, blowing the system up uh, for all of Twitter. Um, because I'm, I, I think what I said was, dude, you found the thing that you were going to do for your, the rest of your life. And, and how... How sick does that feel that all you have to do is repeatedly find that and execute that better and better for, forever and you will and you will make money like it's just the coolest shit in the world yeah i, I was at, I was looking at those same messages um and I appreciate you reaching out and saying that 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 was pretty sick but it's it's true um you never know when you're gonna come across that thing that really it's not necessarily and the thing about like the system or any trading strategy is it's not necessarily better than any other strategy. It's just for whatever reason that combined with futures trading combined with the knowledge base I already had just, it just really clicked in my brain and I can, it just makes sense to me. So that's, it's more about that. It's more about like what works for you. Cause you know, we can have this conversation and we're going to talk, uh, you know, for the next 45 minutes, an hour about trading and we're going to share different trading concepts. But I know for a fact, just by following you, that your trading looks extremely different than my trading. And your trading is what makes sense in your brain. Now, if I go out and I try to emulate TSDR, sure, I'm going to pick up some things along the way that you could definitely teach me. But if I try to be a copycat, there's no guarantee that that's going to bring me success. And that's what I found, especially in futures trading. And I was talking about this on the Wolf Spaces the other day, I think it's super important to find um, your personality, which is kind of cliche, your personality as a trader. But I do think it's crucial because especially when I first started trading futures, I saw guys who were scalping, you know, with two point stops, shooting for five points of profit, just going heavier in trades, taking 20 trades a day. OK, and I'm like, is this what futures trading is all about? But that just wasn't making sense for me because I didn't like, you know, the pressure of pinpointing my entries like that. I was getting stopped out whenever I tried uh, trading in that way. So, you know, now I'm, I use 15 to 20 point stops if I need to. I trade the chart. I have a plan going into each and every trade and it just makes sense in my brain for whatever reason. It's like, okay, as long as this is taking place, I can stress-free, uh, you know, just trade the chart. Yesterday, I take a long at 4,000, 4085 is my support. We dip like 15, 20 points, but I'm chilling because I was sized appropriately. It comes back over 4,000. We get the reclaim. I add more to my long. It was the setup I was looking for. Today we're trading at 4055. I'm still in the trade. So for some people, they can't, you know, go through 20 points of drawdown without freaking out. Me, as long as the trade 
is doing okay as long as the plan is there and you know i know how to size to where i can stay in a trade like that that's what works for me in my brain so those are the types of things that you that you learn along the way um not necessarily like new strategies as you were talking about like focusing on one or two things once it really starts to make sense for you and then not worrying about how other people are trading and not worrying about just because you know you didn't do well today and then you go and you see people who did do well today was super choppy um i was lucky to be long overnight and i was just holding runners i'm sure a lot of people lost money today trying to trade the chop but you don't see any of that on twitter all you're gonna see are the people who who made money so then what are you gonna do oh you know i suck how come i didn't make money today it looks like everybody made money and then you go and you immediately try to switch up your stuff to copy them relax everybody has their winning days everybody has their losing days um but yeah i guess moral of the story there is sticking to your guns focusing on what works in your brain super super important right nail on the head on the head, 100%. You know, this this you know can turn into a, you know just a, a, a broad discussion about um, you know kind of groups and communities and and people trying to emulate other people's trading style. Like that 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 is fine, and you know that's how that's how I learned. I learned. I, I talked about it last time. Uh, Bulls on Wall Street. Uh, Canal Desai. I learned uh, from watching him trade for a very long time and trying to emulate his style. My style that, that I end up trading with today, still very similar, but there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of stuff that I trade differently than, than he does. Um, gen- generally, you know, still the same, but I kind of took some things and made them a little, a little bit my own. Um, and, and that's what everyone has to do. And, you know, t- uh, alerts and specific options, contracts, all that. You know, that's all, all fun and dandy. But in, in reality, you know, it's, it's, it's a moot point. It's not what... It's not what trading's about. Trade, you know, trading's about figuring out what kind of style works for you, so you can continuously keep keep doing that. And and following any one person's um, style is a misnomer and uh, not the path that, that I want uh, a lot of traders to go down. I actually literally tweeted this yesterday. We Alejandro and I both got the opportunity to speak with a really great trader the other day, and one of the things that he said that really just like um, stuck in my mind and I tweeted this out yesterday is that he said over the past 10 years, he's hit 55% of his trades. When he wins, he wins about 1.4 times as much as when he loses. So 1.4 risk to reward, 55% win rate. If you do the math on that over 10,000 trades, it's insanely profitable, right? And like when you say it out loud, 55%, it doesn't sound necessarily that great because you'll go on Twitter and you'll see somebody selling a course who hit 90% of their trades. I hit 90% of my trades all the time. Come join my course or come learn from me or X, Y, Z. And here's this guy who's literally one of the most successful traders I've ever I've ever gotten the opportunity to speak with. And this guy hits only 55% of his trades. And I say only with air quotes. Only 55% of his trades. His risk to reward is only 1.4 to 1. It's not, you know, 10 to 1. It's not 5 to 1. Some of the crazy things that people are are striving for, people think that they need to be successful. Um, it, it In terms of what you see on Twitter or on um, in some of these discords or, ex, or wherever, that 
doesn't seem very attractive, yet this guy is one of the most successful traders that I've ever met. How is that? And I think when you dial it down, it really does come down. Like this is a numbers game and a probabilities game, right? If you can stack your edge, however small it may be, consistently over time, you're going to make money. It's that simple, right? Like I, I think the only problem, if you told somebody right now who's unprofitable, right? That's the key word, a, a, an unprofitable trader of which that's like 90% of people, by the way, don't forget. So if you go to an unprofitable trader and you say, I'm going to give you a strategy that's going to win more or less half the time and your risk to reward is going to be 1.4 to 1. Most people would take that. The reason that people don't really put in the work to seek that out is because that type of style doesn't guarantee that you're going to be a millionaire by December, right? You can have that same system and you may actually lose money this week, this month, this year. But over the long run, that's the key. You're going to make money. People want it now, right? People want, STSR. I was talking about the Rolexes, the Lambos. They want it now. They want it today because they see it on Twitter and they think, how much easier would my life be if I had an extra 50 grand in the bank? How much cooler, how much more ass would I get if I had a Rolex on my wrist, right? Like that's what people, that's literally what they think. And it's like, it, that's not, you can't, that can't be your driving uh, motivation in your head. And then you go into the market tomorrow and kill it, right? Like that's not how it works. It's got to be a, a systemic approach that wins over the long run, right? If you ask a casino owner, are you going to make money today? He doesn't know. He could, he could not. Chances are he will, but he could not. If you ask him over the next five years, are you going to make money? He can say with almost certainty, yes, because over time, the edge is in my favor. The more hands that are dealt at my blackjack tables, the better chance that I have, me the house, of winning. That's how you have to look at trading, right? It's like the once you get your system down, like Alejandro said, for him it was finding the 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 actual system. Um and you know, for somebody else it's gonna be different, obviously. It's it's funny saying that. The the actual system. Yeah. But, the system. But, capital T. You know what you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the system. <laughs> Enough. And then and yeah. then um, it, it's it's really just about finding that and then replicating it over and over and over again. If you ask Alejandro, are you going to be green tomorrow? He could. The he answer could is no. no clue. <laughs> but over time, <laughs> he's betting that the odds are stacked in his favor so that he's going to succeed. And that's why if even though you have the system, capital T, capital S, that works very well, even though TSDR has his own system that works very well, are either of them going to go in tomorrow great traders and full port their next trade? No, because you don't know if that one's going to win. That's not what you're betting on. You're betting on that long term. I know that over the next six months, six years, 15 years, this should result in a positive expectancy. That's how you have to approach it. You can't approach it in that short term mindset because that's where people, that that's literally where you can have the best system in the world. You full port your next trade and it happens to be one of those 45% of the losers and you blow your account, and then you're out of the game, right? You don't even get the chance to see your system play out over the next 10 years because you decided to full port some spy zero days, right? You don't want to be in that basket. You, If you want to be here for a long run, that's the way to approach it. I have a 40% win rate. It's pretty good. There you go. 40%. <laughs> I win 40%. I lose six out of 10 of my trades. That is what it is. There you go. Um, big losses, 12%, 15%. On some options trade, maybe a buck, maybe a buck ten on like some of the video shares, which has happened a lot lately, let's be honest. 
Um, <laughs> but that's just what, what all what all is, uh, you know, per train. I already know that going in. Uh, I know that my next trade could be one of the six, could be one of the one of the four. Um, I don't know if it's one of the four. I'm gonna either win big or win small. And if it's one of the six, I'm gonna lose small. And it's it's as simple as that. Um, yeah. And anyway, people talk about ninety percent winning. Good for them. You know, I, I'm not here to say they're 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 wrong or they're lying. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. To me. Um, I don't care whether someone else has a 90% win rate. I don't care whether someone has a 20% win rate. Um, unless they're, you know, looking for me to help them, then I, then I care. <laughs> okay, well, you know, let's tweak a few, few here and there and figure out what's going on. But, um, that, that, that doesn't matter. I, I, I truly don't, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I act like I don't, you know, look at other, you know, traders and see people, someone making, you know, 20 grand on Baba swing overnight. Do I wish that was me? Yeah, I wish that was me. So I show the phone down on Hell yeah. Um, but it is what it is. I, I, I'm not very good at swinging some short-dated options overnight. I generally can't pick the right ones. Um, but when something starts moving, I'm very quick at identifying it. And I'm very quick at pinpointing a spot where I can lose small or I can win small or win big. Um, where I can potentially lose 8 to 15%. And potentially make twenty-five to forty to you know whatever the last the last few will get me um, if that happens. But um, I'll I'll see something moving. Look for a pullback. Um, Shopify today, great example. I don't know. Just looking at screens, but you can go up. Today is March 29th, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, Shopify had a great breakout on the daily chart. You got a trend line coming from the peak of the past five six days. Opened up right at the top of that trend line. Spiked right at the open. This was uh, all of pre-market. I was like, Shopify is going to be hot. I want to look at Shopify and Amazon for some large cap tech, or Amazon for large cap tech, or Shopify for some Kathy Schmangle stocks. Um, and sure enough, shop bust out of the gate up like 4% or 5% or something, pulls back on the five minute chart right into the 20 May hold. I'm buying that right as it's the 20 May at the money or the next strike out of the money or shares, whatever I'm you know, feeling like doing at the time. And I'm buying some of that. If it holds a 20 EMA, great. It's going to keep going, likely make new highs as we approach new highs, get within, you know, a few few pennies of that, 10, 15 cents. I'll take some off. Simple as that. And pull it back to the 20, flag held, work. And if you look at the chart, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, that guy can take his 20 grand on Bob overnight. <laughs> you see Buddy on Twitter that made like one point something mil on Bob overnight. Good for him. 20 grand. This guy swung like 57K in weeklies, made over a million dollars. I don't even know. Good for him. He spent a lot of time in the comments uh, defending himself. I made a mil. I would be like, screw you, dude. I don't care. I saw that too, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, that like – be happy and. If I'm making no, I'm not replying to. Yeah, tell everybody. Like, yes, I did make that. And I'd be like, dude, I don't care what you have to say. I just made a million bucks. I'm out. Peace. Oh, man. I would just like send. I just like reply to people with a picture of like the new AP I bought yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Every trader knows, and I speak from personal experience, when you are first learning to trade, it is extremely easy to blow up an account. 
A big part of the reason why new traders struggle is the stress of risking their hard-earned capital while they're still learning. Agreed. And I personally think that trading through a prop trading firm is the perfect way for traders to learn without risking their money. That's why Trading Camp is partnered with Elite Trader Funding, a prop firm with a mission to educate and provide capital to traders. From trading with established risk management protocols to not having to fight theta decay trading options, there are so many advantages to trading with ETF. Unlike other prop firms, ETF has transparent fee and payout structures. Combine that with excellent customer service and an educational discord that fosters proper trading habits, and it's a no-brainer. Use code TCP40, that's T-C-P-F-O-R-T-Y, and follow the link in the show notes or simply head over to EliteTraderFunding.com to start your journey as a funded trader. TCR, you um so we had you on your first episode was March 30th of 2022. And so it's wow. March 29th of 2023, almost exactly a year later, which Whoa. is pretty strange. Pretty we didn't plan this or anything like that. Um episode 69 though, obviously honorary number. We had to give that to TSTR. In that first uh pod that we did, you said something that I quite literally think about almost on a daily basis, if not every other day. And we were talking about trend days versus chop days. Do you remember what you said about that? How you were, you were saying like on a, on a trend day? Everything looks like a setup. Yeah. Well, it was like, yeah, on a chop day, everything looks like a setup. And on a trend day, it's like you look back and you're like, damn, this is, you know, it was a trend day. I should have made so much money. But like when you look at the chart and really dive into it, you know, if your system is like a momentum system where you're playing like EMA retracements, your pullbacks to the EMA, you maybe had like two or three, you know, real opportunities. I mean, if you're if you're talking about not chasing and actually following your system, um, like that's something I think about all the time because you can. It, it kind of ties into what you were saying before, where it's like you can. It's so easy, especially like as a newer trader, to look back after the day is over and then get upset with what you didn't do. It's like I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I should have got long on this pullback or whatever. And it's like, if, if that, first of all, if whatever it is that you're getting upset about wasn't within your system, then there was no trade anyways. Right. So like in, in reality, it's not like that was an actual opportunity that you missed. It wasn't an opportunity. There was no, there was no setup for you to trade. Right. And so I think that's something that resonated with me um, in particular. And I want you to just sort of expand on that a little bit more if you could in this episode, because um, that's something that's helped me out a lot. It's like that you can't really beat yourself up over a non-existent trade, right? It's like there, there was no opportunity for you to take it. It's like, what are you getting upset about? Like if it wasn't within your system, if it's within your system and you don't take the trade, then yeah, maybe something to work on. But if that's not the case, then, you know, what, like really, what are you, what are you doing then? Like, what are you really upset about? And so that's just something I think about all literally every day, if not every other day at this point. So, you know, first off, those those hindsight trades um, are, are the epitome of, of, of learning and, and looking at charts. You, you look back and you see what worked, what didn't work, and you try to infer what's what, you know, has a, potential, a high probability of working over the next coming days. Um, I trade a variety of setups, uh, anywhere from, from eight to 10 setups uh, in general, like flat top breakout, you, know, you got a flat base breaking out over the top, flat bottom breakdown, 20 minute pullback, 90 minute pullback, open range breakouts, breakdowns, VWAP bounce, VWAP, VWAP rejection. VWAP sizzle, VWAP fizzle. VWAP sizzle, VWAP fizzle. Yeah, so sizzle is when it just kind of cooks right underneath the VWAP and gets that thrust right through, sizzles right through. Fizzle is when it's kind of dying out right above the VWAP and 
fizzles right down through the VWAP. Yeah, yeah, those ones are great. Those, that's a Canal Decide uh, name, name goes. Um, uh, and those are some, some that I, I uh, replicated uh, myself. Um, so, you know, going back and looking at the charts and figuring out what is, you know, working right now. What's something that hasn't been working lately is a lot of opening range breakouts to the downside. A lot of uh, bear flags, the second, third bear flag uh, on the way down has not been working over the past um, couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Uh, those have been getting bought up. Sometimes those have been the best opportunities to go long. And a failed setup, a failed breakout can often be you know, the best breakdown. A failed breakdown can often be the best breakout. And you know, going through you know, the charts at, at the end of the day, um, or you know, at the beginning of the day and figure out kind of what's working, what's at a good location, uh, what has a good level to uh, get on is 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 crucial for that. Um, and talking about trend versus versus chop, um, what days do you, do people over trade the most? It's on choppy days. People don't end up over trading on trend days very much, um, which is which is a mistake. Those are the days that we should be over trading. Chop days are the days that like today, like yesterday. Um, like there's been a few of them lately, and I think there's going to be a lot more uh, in the future um, where everything kind of looks like a setup. You're pulling back to the view app, just dancing around at the at the view app all day, looks like it could get going. We break down a little bit, looks like we could get going to the up to the downside, and all of a sudden it's just back and forth, back and forth. And when you get caught in that despair of going long at the top of the range and going short at the bottom of the range, it can be absolutely detrimental to your account if you don't have, you know, some rules in place where if you take two or three losses in a row, um, you're done for the day. If you don't have a max loss on your account, if you're not properly position sizing with one to 2% of your account for max loss, max, max risk per trade, which is still pretty high, um, you know, those things can become detrimental. And then on trend days, you know, when we're going, you know, straight vertical or straight down, um, there, there's, there's often one, maybe two setups, sometimes three, four, if you're lucky, um, you'll get, you'll get that initial break, right? Whether it be a level or, or, or a nice little first initial flight pattern, opening range breakout or whatnot. Um, sorry, I tend to talk really fast. So that's my bad advantage. Um, <laughs> um, and then maybe you get a quick pullback buy. Um, that first quick pullback buy is my, is my favorite where, you get a nice move, a break over that level. You, you come back, retest it a little bit. You get the first dip to hold, and then you go. You risk off that off that low once you get a green candle to hold at the 90 minute, at the 20 minute, um, or right above the level, um, like, you know, whatever, 310 or 315 on Qs, let's just say, something like that. Um, and, and, then, and then it's off of the race, and then the next pullback you might get might be at 1 noon, or might be at 1 or 2 o'clock, and at that point, the stock's already used up all of its range for the day. So what are you what are you what are you going to do now? You you miss you know the one or two setups. That's why it's it's so crucial to stay focused and, and in the zone. You have to be ready to be ready at all times um, because you never really know what what's going to start. Especially in this market right now, where we're so headline driven, where uh, something can come out about a bank or the Fed, one of these. 100 million Fed speakers is going to come out and start running them out and talk about rate hikes and cause the market to rip or, or dump. Um, you have to be ready. We could be going from a 50 cent range in the market 
to a two three dollar move exp- expansion or breakdown in a matter of seconds, and um, it, it, it takes a um, it, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort to stay in tune um, and to be ready at, at all times um, because that one or two setups that might occur on that move might be might be all you get, and if you miss it, that's fine. It doesn't matter. There's opportunity everywhere, every day, damn near at all times in the market. You either have to go find it or sit or wait patiently for it to come to you, to, into your system, into your strategy, into the limited um, capacity of attention that we have. We have a limited capacity of attention to watch a certain period, a number of stocks, um, whether it be one, whether it be six or 10, we can only watch a limited number of stocks at a time. We have a limited amount of attention and you can't be concerned about things that are moving that aren't within your, your, your scope of attention at the time. You have to be lasered and you have to be ready to be ready. Couldn't agree. I mean, look, as somebody who started to trade primarily index, like that's my, that's my style. That's my strategy. That's what I do. And so when I first transitioned, like, there would be, it would be so tough. Like when you have NVIDIA like up 5% on the day or like AMD up like 5% of the day. And I'm like, God, like that used to be like my names. Like I used to kill those and like, you know, spy chopped around today and NVIDIA is up 5%. I could add a great opportunity there, but it's like, if that's not, uh, like you said, within your parameters, within your system, like it really shouldn't concern you at all. Like, you know, just like honestly, when AMC or something goes, like I've never really been one to trade those. So like I've never, I've never had seen AMC or GME squeeze and be like, damn, like I should have been in that. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> like how am I going to predict that? You should treat everything like that. Where it's like, if it's not within your system, if your system is to try and catch those squeezes and you miss it, then yeah, you should be upset. But if that's not your system, then it, it's it's water under the bridge, right? It, it's kind of irrelevant. Um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I wanted to pivot because I saw one of your tweets the other day and I wanted to get um, a little bit more color on this. You said something like, and if I misquote you, just correct me. You said something about like, um, you're going to have to learn how to trade individual names. Um, indexes are going to get um, choppy. And that sort of goes back to what you were saying before about how um, you're expecting a bit more of that choppy, that choppy price action that we've seen over the past couple of weeks. You're expecting more of that in the future. Um, what did you mean by that? Dive into um, what you were talking about. First, let me just disclaimer it. Um, half it was just to kind of rile some people up. I'm going to be honest. Um, when you start talking, talking crap about, um, <laughs> not talking crap. Uh, I, I, first, I have incredibly almost respect for, for both you guys, for King Capital. Um, I, I, you guys have an awesome community. Highly, rec- highly recommend uh, everything you guys do, mad respect, first and foremost. Um, I, I sometimes just like to joke and talk shit about SPY um, because um, <laughs> um, I, I truly believe that the market is going to be range-bound for an extended period of time. I sent out a tweet in November of last year uh, saying, the year's 2025. Spy is still trading at $395. The uh, bears still think today is the day that it breaks. Bulls are still strong buying the dip at $394.99. Uh, I sent that tweet out in November. I've been talking about a range-bound market basically since last summer, since May or June. 
We haven't really gone anywhere. We've had some incredible rallies, some incredible dumps since then, but we're right back there. I think it's going to continue to be like that for a long period of time. If you look at a lot of the stocks uh, that get uh, significant volume, besides the semis, um, they are all in base base formation. They're all basing after after major pullbacks. You've got Coinbase down, whatever, 80 90%. You've got Roblox down. You've got Amazon, Google, Apple, and all this stuff significantly off their highs and their forming bases. You've got some of the Dow stocks that were not, that didn't even see a bear market rally that, that uh, have seen a few doctrines, cat, for example, or, or deer, some of the healthcare names. You're starting to see some, some air come out of them recently um, in the very short term. There are very quick and fast uh, rotations in the market. We've especially seen it since the whole banking, banking thing has happened with the um, IWM relative weakness. Uh, and then money shifting into these large cap techs with Microsoft, NVIDIA, Apple, Amazon, Google, outperforming. The, the new fang is um, Magma, double M, Magna, uh, Meta, Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Google, Amazon. Um, and you're, you're seeing the money shift out of those small caps and out of those more defensive type names into the large cap tech. And then for a very quick period of time, uh, IWM, will, while perform, we'll see money shift out of that into IWM. So Qs and IWM are going to likely see the most volatility um, in, in the coming uh, weeks, months, uh, potentially longer. Uh, SPY, the S&P, is a very well-balanced product. Um, it is, it's, it's very proportionate. It's still tech-heavy, of course, um, because the big dogs uh, have the most weighting uh, in, in their tech stocks because they make the most money. Um, but SPY is very balanced between some healthcare, some banks, some oil stocks, all, all, all the different sectors of, of the S&P. Um, and, and, and that's going to continue to remain flat. There's going to continue to be quick rotations through those sectors that will maintain uh, the S&P uh, at a flat level that will stagnate. You won't see massive, massive runs. You won't see major breakdowns. On a five-minute chart, sure. Um, but you'll be able to catch a few moves. Um, but I think the price action that we saw today, the price action that we've seen more consistently over the past month or so, um, with uh, the exception of uh, eventful days, um, FOMC, CPI, whatever. Um, I think for the most part, it's going to be range bound uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, I, I'll say till 2025. Uh, it's two years now, eight quarters. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Would be not the least bit surprised. And, and I've been saying this since last summer, uh, that people are going to have to learn to trade different products. They're going to have to learn to sell options, to be net sellers. They're going to have to learn to trade equity. Uh, it comes down to, I, I did a big lesson um, a while ago, or not a while ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, on, on three specific things within your trades that you can use to adapt in, in, in times like this that are either more favorable for the moves that we're looking for or less favorable. The three things that we can control within our trades are the frequency of them, the duration of them and then the position sizing of them. So how for how frequently we're putting on trades. If the market is uh, making volatile and quick moves, 
we're going to be putting on trades at, at, a, at, a, at a higher frequency. Uh, we're going to be putting on a lot more trades, maybe six to eight a day, maybe you know four to eight, maybe eight to ten a day, right? Um, and then the duration of them. We're starting to see uh, outsized move that moves that continue and follow through. The duration of our trades is going to significantly increase. Right now, they're significantly decrease. Um, and then the position sizing. How we apply apply risk is is, is very important uh, at any given time, and we, we have that um, that that ability uh, through our position sizing. I base all my position sizing off where my stop is going to be. I figure out where the trade will become invalid, where where the trade will uh, you know be um, convincingly not working. Let's say that's a dollar lower. I'm going to lose a thousand dollars on that trade, and it's a dollar lower. I'll take a thousand shares. Translate that, you know, loosely to options, then size down because of some slippage and some theta decay. There you go. You've got your thousand dollar risk. Um, so those three things that, that we can control. And in times where all of a sudden I recognize that, okay, things are moving fast. Things are continuing. Things are following through. I'm going to increase that frequency. I'm going to increase that duration. I'm going to increase that position sizing. And as I begin to see them not working, I'm decreasing all of those. Why? To protect my money, to get defensive, because I I I I I know that things are 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 going to be relatively range bound uh, for, for for a decent period of time. Or actually, I I, I believe they are. And once a market starts um, not proving me wrong, but once there's evidence that things are working, I'll be the first one to start changing, start adapting. Um, I, I think one of my skills. And, and I think a lot of people who know me listening to this will be, I'm very, very quick at recognizing and adapting uh, where and when that's necessary. I think it's one of my greatest skills as a trader is recognizing what is working and what's not working, where the next thing to go is going to come, where, where the next move is going to come from and being ready for it. Um, I think that's, that's one, of my, one of my great skills. Um, so with that being said, Sure, of course, trading trading indices, trading spy, there's liquidity, there's range, there's volatility, no matter what product you're doing, whether it be futures, options, uh, you know, whatever. There, there, there's money to be made there. You can uh, size up, right, and then lower the duration, lower the frequency, and make similar money. Because if it's a tighter range, then, you know, the, 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 the risk, that, the room that you need to give the trade is, is, is less, and then you can, you know, take quicker profit, right? You can... Uh, decrease that duration and increase the position size, and so there's no need to to avoid any, any of those products products at all. You just kind of have to find a way to maneuver around uh, the the environment. And to be quite frank, I don't think very many people are equipped to do that. All they know is either the past 14 years of bull market. That's all I know. I'm 28 years old. Started trading in 2017 when Bitcoin started moving. Uh, November of 2017. So I, all I know is, you know, bull market and, you know, until uh, to 2018 taper tantrum, 2020 COVID crash, and then 2022 bear market. So I've seen a lot of range. I've seen a lot of volatility. Um, but that's all, it's what a lot of us know right now. And I'll, and, and I'll be the first to, 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 to yell at someone when they're complaining about range and chop, because that is quite frankly bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, pardon my language. There's opportunity everywhere. Every, every single where. I'm, I'm looking at my screens. I've got 
Look at EMPH. Look at FS, Look at the solar stocks today. Um, look at look at Shopify. Like I said, uh, some of the bank stocks, uh, oil stocks. I'm looking at I'm looking at Chevron. I mean, sure that they're they're not huge moves, but they're moves that that are reasonable, that are predictable, that are capturable. But there's a lot of people that aren't going to be willing to adapt, uh, and and they're gonna, they're going to lose. They're going to lose all their money. Hey Noah. What do moving averages, RSI, and MACD all have in common? They're all lagging indicators from the 70s with weak ability to predict future price action. Exactly. Modern retail traders need modern trading tools. That's why we've partnered with Rocket Scooter, an artificial intelligence and algorithmic charting tool that predicts where high volume will occur before it happens. That's right. Rocket Scooter's 15 unique indicators help visualize in real time where institutional players are interested on almost any stock and gives you a clear-cut game plan for how to take advantage of the underlying mechanics of the market. A platform like that probably costs a ton of money. Right now, they're offering three months of Rocket Scooter Pro for only $35 a month, knocked down from the original price of $179 a month. Take advantage of this monster deal by heading over to the link in the show notes and getting started using Rocket Scooter today. What you just summarized there, those three things, that is the beauty and the most difficult part of being a discretionary trader. That is the invisible art that you can only learn through experience and why it's so important to recognize that being good at technical analysis and your ability to be right as to where you think a stock is going to move is less than half of the battle because you can watch somebody and they could be really good at predicting what is going to happen next, but are they able, as a discretionary trader, it's our discretion how often we trade, the size with which we trade, and how long we hold on to trades, the three things that you mentioned. It's up to our discretion. And there is no other way to recognize when to push the buttons, how long to hold on to the trade for, unless you have that experience and you can recognize the market environment. And I say that's you know the beauty because we have, it's up to our discretion to make those decisions, which is amazing but it's also the most difficult thing to do and that is really what it comes down to when you compare the best of the best traders versus the mediocre traders versus traders who aren't successful it's those things and i called it the invisible art because you don't see that you don't see how people are managing their trades within their accounts their sizing the decisions that they're making, their ability to recognize the market is gonna is likely to chop. Okay, after FOMC uh, or last Friday, we had a giant move higher in the afternoon in the S and P, and then we come into Monday and the market starts to chop. The S and P. So I don't want to I don't want to piss you off. The market isn't chop. Just that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but so the S and P is chopping. Were you able to recognize that that is a likely scenario? Or were you still trading the same way as you were on Friday? Those are the type of decisions that 
you have to be able to make, but that you can't necessarily be taught. And I think comes again through experience. And that to me is a huge, huge part of growing as a trader. It's not, again, your ability to be right, your ability to be correct, your ability to predict the next move. That's all horseshit because there have been so many times where I look at a stock or I look at the S&P and I think this is going to happen and it happened and I didn't make shit or it happened, but it happened a couple days after, you know, I took my trade and I didn't make shit. None of that matters, right? None of that matters. Or it happens exactly how you wanted it to happen, but you were size too small and you didn't make shit. That's all part of the game, but it's stuff that you learn and it's crucial. And it's very important to remember that when you compare yourself to other traders, because again, being right is, in my opinion, less than half the battle of what we're actually doing here. Maybe even 10%. Maybe even ten percent. Yeah. Some so there are some cliche phrases, you know that 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 everyone knows. Um, I I think some of those cliche phrases are actually way more impactful than, than a lot of people give them give them credit to uh, give them credit to. So when you say like it's like ninety percent mental, or um, you know that the that this you know trading psychology and stuff is 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 important. So many people end up brushing brushing that off. Um, you know, for, for a long time, I, I did too. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean trading important? I just need to, you know, rec- like see, see the setups. I need to learn the setups. I don't have the technical skills yet in order to take what I'm looking for, what I'm trying to do, or the fundamental skills, the recognition ability to see where I want to, you know, position myself. I don't have that. I don't need to be worrying about kind of a, a fight with my, my wife or if, uh, you know, I didn't sleep enough. Like that, that doesn't, what are you talking about? Um, as as you get going, you, you learn how how though impactful that 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 mental uh, side of it is. Um, the uh, not not even you know the intangible stuff, but but the tangible stuff. If you're not a hundred percent focused, if you're not always ready to be ready, then then your your execution is is going to lack somewhere. You're gonna sell too early, you're going to enter too late, you're going to enter too early and mismanage the trade. Today, there was uh, a, a, a few people in the group took trades on, on a certain stock. And at the same exact time, they sent a message saying, damn, I got, I, I, I missed, I, I, I was in that trade and I stopped out. Another trader who sent a Weeble card, they were up 50% on it. And I, I was looking at both of them. One of them has been struggling for, for an ext- extended period of time. Uh, with not letting their trades work for longer, and and all they need to do is is size down a little bit and let their trades work a little bit. They're 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 stopping out. You're entering something at sixty five cents and stopping out at sixty two cents. Um, which on a sixty cent options contract, you got to give them a little bit more room than that. And and, and the tra- they're not even letting the trade work. And you know there, there's someone else who's just taking one, one contract at a time on the same thing and giving it a little bit more room, they're up like 15 grand. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it, it, they both have great technical recognition abilities. Um, what's the difference? Why is one person down money? Why is one person up money? And, you know, for people that are able to self-diagnose that um, and make those adjustments, 
those are the people that that, that have have uh, have the success. I like that story a lot because it's a it's a um, a real life example of exactly what we were just describing with the um, like the longer term like statistics uh, type of game because the guy who takes one contract and is just in the process of okay I need to the goal of him his goal the guy who takes one contract is to get the the system down right like let me let me figure out the process of finding the setup seeing the breakout waiting for the pullback getting along and then watching it go to my target that's what he's focused on the guy who takes 40 contracts and puts a 3 cent stop loss is focused on making money and posting his weeble card on twitter Right. And it's like that that right there is exactly what we were talking about, where it's like the if you really want to be successful at this, it it is the process that's gonna get you there, not not just one trade that TSDR said could work, so I'm gonna full port it. Right. It, it, it's that process of doing it over and over again. The guy who does did the one contract, if you can do it with one contract, you can do it with five, you can do it with fifty. Right. Like that's the thought process. And so you just need to get your framework down. You need to get your 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 system down before you can think about anything else. And so um I I love that to be honest because somebody asked me a very similar question um in our group the other day. He said, you know, I'm I've gotten really good at, you know, my system. It, it uses like a Bollinger bands and something else. And he was saying, like, you know, it works for me, but I have a problem with like letting the runners go, letting the trade work. I have I always sell my winners too early and my losers, I don't sell early enough. And I think that if he was to take one contract, like you were just describing, if he only took one contract every time, I bet you that it would be easier to let your runners run almost. Cause it's like, it's not necessarily that, you know, if you buy a $60 contract and you only bought one and it's up 50%, it's up 30 bucks. Like it, I'm not trying to belittle $30 and say, Oh, just it's only $30. Who cares? But at the same time, it's like, you're gonna have you're gonna be much more likely to cut that trade early if you're up three hundred dollars. If that makes sense. If I was in the room with you, Diamond, right now, if I was in the room sitting next to you and I had a a thirty dollar bill, <laughs> I had a thirty dollar bill sitting there for you, and I was about to get, gonna give it to you, you would you take it? Exactly. No, no. I mean, look, it's a great point. Like that. That's um, that's exactly what I was talking about. That's exactly what I was getting at. Right. It is the process that's gonna get you there. And I think um, people with that mindset, like you said, are going to be much more resilient um, and it's going to be easier for those people, I think, um, at the end of the day to sort of not switch strategies, but it's going to be easier to adapt as well. Like you were talking about, as things start to change throughout this market, it's going to be easier for you to adapt in that respect too. So I love that that story and that anecdote. I think that it puts exactly what we were talking about into great context. Process oriented over profit, profit oriented. Um, if, if, if the numbers are adjust or um, affecting your decision making um you know you're gonna have to size up and if your account's too small well too damn bad save up money <laughs> small account trading is 10 times more difficult than uh trading with a large account and it, that, that, I, I i hate saying that in fact i probably probably lost money for 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 the business you know from saying that to people that at trading with a small account you have a higher chance of losing all your money because the, 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 the ability to do these things and to focus on these things in a proper manner just aren't as feasible. The, the, the numbers, the statistics don't add up um, as, 
as conveniently with with an account that's uh, four thousand bucks or less or ten thousand bucks or less. Um, guess what? You're trading the United States equity market, the greatest market in the world, competing against the biggest and, and most powerful uh, institutions in the world with the with the most amount of money. No one gives a shit about your four thousand dollar account. <laughs> it's, it's true. Part of my life. very true. No one gives a shit about your <laughs> million dollar account. Yeah, that's not that much money. I mean, that's a lot of money, but in the market, I mean, Nvidia traded 39.2 million shares today. 39.2 million times 269.84. You're looking at you're at nine billion dollars. How much is that? Is that nine nine hundred billion? I don't know. I can't. Uh, no, I can't do the math. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you, if you lost, you know, five hundred bucks on it, it's a drop in the bucket. Um, not saying that you need a million bucks to trade. Not saying that you need a hundred thousand to trade. Not saying that you need fifty thousand. But it makes it makes it a little bit easier to do the math, and it makes it easier to stay focused on the process of taking a uh, hundred shares or fifty shares or. Uh, 860 billion. So I was close with 900 billion. Thank you. Makes it easier to focus on the pro the process uh, of it than than the, the profits where if you're taking where if you have a thousand dollar two thousand dollar account, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks or mm-hmm. on, on that account size point, the trader that I referenced earlier that we were talking to yesterday, he said um, he's had months where he literally just will lose just all the time. Just like most most days, most trades he'll lose, and then he'll have months where you know most days, most trades he'll win, and it's all part of the process. He understands that it's a forty five percent win rate. It's unlikely that you're going to have that bad of a month, but it is possible. And I think with a small account, you don't allow for that to actually play out, right? If you um if you have a small account, you can't have a bad month where nothing hits even though over the long term you know it's a 55 percent hit rate and it's 1.4 r over a month you may wind up losing money and if you have a small account you can't afford that right you can't afford to let that play out and then continue to do it even after you just lost money right i think that's the that's the key there as well right is that um with the bigger account it's not so much that you have more money i think it's more so you can you have more time, I think, is really what it is. You have more time to let your edge play out in the market. Whereas if you have a small account, it's like, I need to sort of hit these trades now. I can't really have a bad month. If I have a bad month, where am I at? Can I even continue to trade with my account, right? I think that's really what it is. And then not even to mention what that does to your psychology now, knowing that in the back of your head while you're in the trade, right? While you're trying to look for setups, right? Do I take this one or not? This It fits my system, but it might not work. Right, that type of thing. That's where you let those thoughts creep in your head, and that's once that happens, you're off the rails. So I continue to tell people. I know a lot of people, you know, work work their, uh, you know, uh, full time day jobs. Um, for for me, I I, I bartend. Uh, I bartend on on nights and the weekends. Um, able to participate in the market. Able to bartend at night. Was I super tired? Hell yeah. So I am today because of the kids. But. Um, I, I, I use that bartending money. I, I have the luxury. My, my, my wife uh, is a nurse. She makes she makes good money as a nurse. So I had had, had uh, you know margin some margin of error for, for, for a good amount of time um, to where the, you know the pressure to make money uh, you know wasn't fully there. Allow me to grow. Allow me to develop. 
and 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 discover these things, allow me to deposit money to, to grow my account. Um, so a, a period of drawdown wouldn't um, wouldn't wipe me out. Um, but you know, for, for a lot of people that that you know they need that discretion. And guess what? The market doesn't care. Everyone doesn't deserve to be a trader. Not no no one and not, nothing is owed to you. It has to be earned. It has to be taken. It has to be curated, um, and, and, and in your own in your own in your own way. It has to be it has to be curated. And you have to really work for it. Or I guess to go back to what we said at the beginning. It's not Lambos and, and babes and, and Rolexes. <laughs> it's it's long nights. It's it's headaches from looking at the screens. It's um, mental angst, uh, struggling, trying to develop and find and discover your edge, trying to recognize what, what's happening in the market and making these quick calculated decisions um, re- repeatedly. It's not, oh, I woke up, traded, traded this and went back to bed. Guess what? They're a, they're, they're a piece, of, piece of crap and, and don't, <laughs> don't buy their whatever they're selling DSCR, it was a pleasure having you back on the podcast. I'm glad we got the chance to catch up, and I'm glad to see you doing well, crushing it, per usual. Yes, not every day. <laughs> I, I, did go, I did go on an eight-day eight day win streak, nice. uh, which, which is a good time. Um, nice. And then I had a couple of red days after that, but I kept it under three. three. Three red days in a row, you size down by 70%, 80%. And then you just get one good trade uh, in a row. But after coming off a nice, nice little streak, it felt really good because it was it was flat. It was a tough couple of first months of the year. Um, it was relatively flat, and then was able to pull ahead and withdraw some money. Kids were able to eat something more than uh, water. No. <laughs> hey, I I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, this podcast is awesome. King Capital's awesome. Everything you guys are doing. Uh, I have so much respect for you guys. Uh, Alejandro, by the way, that, that tweet that we talked about earlier, that trader, um, immediately when you tweeted that out, uh, it was we sent it in the Discord uh, and, and talked about it for, for a while. Um, oh, but, Noah's tweet? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's awesome stuff. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, again, TSCR, thanks for joining us, brother. Noah, another phenomenal episode. I'll see you next week for episode 70. Yep, thanks again to TSCR, and we'll catch you guys next time. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find in our podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise.